0: Yo, <laughs> fan this,
1: this podcast. Welcome to the all-time misfit podcast where you have yours truly little b at Bernelli Sports, Chris, aka Hater at Supercharge 33, and Tyler at T underscore Dement. Sorry that me and Tyler missed last week, but we're ready for this week. Uh, we have a loaded show. NBA previews, uh, Sunday Night Football, the games of the week, and the Pulse that we got going on. We'll go ahead and start. We have Sunday Night Football Predictions, which is the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll go ahead and pass this over to Tyler and see what he has for uh, Sunday Night Football Predictions.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, expecting a slugfest. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, they're better than what I thought they'd be this year. Um, I know Lil B, you know, he kind of thought that they would be pretty good this year. Um, I didn't, um, and they, they've been pretty solid. And I think that they're going to really give the um, Chiefs a test tonight, um, you know, assuming that they can score enough points, which I, I think they might be able to. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and pick the Raiders at home to win on like a last-minute uh, game-winning drive.
1: Oh, wow. You're going to
0: have the Raiders beat the Kansas City Chiefs twice this season. Yeah, and and a slugfest, man, and a slugfest. I mean, uh, probably like a 34-31 type game, something like that. You had to bring that
1: score up, didn't you? You just had to say that score. If you're wondering why, that's the score of the Colts-Packers game today.
0: Oh, well, (laughs) you know we'll let we'll let you cry and reminisce over that here in just a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um I'll go ahead and uh give my predictions. Uh I think it's going to be a good game. I think Kansas City will definitely be out for blood after uh Kansas uh Las Vegas came into town last time earlier in the season and bet, beat the Chiefs at home for the first time in I think 10 15 years tops. First time uh Derek Carr beat uh them in Kansas City, so I think uh Patrick Mahomes and company is going to go into Las Vegas and uh, show the Raiders what's up. I think it will be a good game. The Raiders have only really been blown out once against Tampa Bay. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout, but I think Kansas city will win this game at least by two scores, 10 to 14 points. I'm going to go ahead and I'll say like 35, 17, 35, 20, something like that. Uh, Chris, what do you have for Sunday night predictions?
2: Oh man, I'm high on the Raiders, man. They're playoff and uh, I, I'm high on them.
1: I'm just saying,
2: you know, I don't, I don't see them beating no, Kansas City twice. Yeah, I don't see in the, um, the like, yeah, before uh, I think yeah, the Raiders as, as well that are coming out bye, uh. Pilot Pilot Hill could have a good game. I, I I'm thinking uh I think one one thought.
1: Yeah, that's a good game. I think we're all on there. We'll go ahead and keep moving on to our Thursday night uh, thoughts uh, from the Arizona Cardinals Seattle Seahawks game. I didn't watch much of this one. I did watch the first half and then went to bed. I would think uh that the Arizona Cardinals made it a lot closer again. I thought that for sure uh, Seattle would handle them in home this time and show them what's up. But can't, uh, Arizona is a lot better than I thought they were. Cliff Kingsbury is probably a little bit better of a head coach than I gave him credit for at the beginning of the season. Uh, everybody wants to give uh, Kyler Murray MVP hype, which he deserves. I still put him up there. He's probably number three now behind Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, you know, doing it out at one and two. You can either flip him back and forth I give it to Aaron Rodgers right now with uh, what he's done with uh lesser weapons and uh so many injuries that he's dealt with but they're still winning and he's looking just as good to prove that they didn't need a d- draft Jordan love so uh yeah um Russell Wilson he's definitely hurt his chances in the MVP race he was starting half pot but I think that's over I don't know if he can make a comeback um but yeah that's really all I have for this game uh Definitely, uh, Seattle look good, get to W. They're probably going to be the number one seed in the NFC, but I really don't think the NFC is any threat to the Super Bowl. I think it's all about Kansas City. So, Tyler, what do you have on Thursday night?
0: Yeah, uh, like you, I actually only seen the first half of this game. And I know that, you know, Arizona tried to make a comeback at the end and, and Seattle was able to hold them off. But, I mean, I'm not really surprised by the outcome. Um, I mean, if you guys remember, I had Seattle winning this division and going to the Super Bowl, so rather that part happens, rather they go to Super Bowl, we'll wait and see. Um, you know, their defense hasn't been nearly as, as good as what I thought it would be. Not that I thought it would be great, but I figured it would be uh, way better than what it's been because, really, their defense has been pretty um, awful this year, uh, to say the least. So... Uh, not really surprised by the outcome, but uh, I I figured the Seahawks would win. Yeah, same here, Chris.
1: What do you have on Thursday night?
2: I saw the whole game. Well, we can't
1: help it that you stay up all night. That is not our fault. Yeah,
2: well, well, it, it ain't like that.
1: Definitely with well, that. I mean, he has no chance. How do you fall asleep with his girlfriend in the background screaming all night playing Call of Duty? Well.
0: Yeah, that that is that is a very true point.
1: Yeah, well
2: she actually worked that night so that early. It went uh, mm. <laughs> um yeah, I think the the well yeah, pass wasn't it Harlow's done like that some facts.
1: Yeah. Uh you didn't have a good game.
2: Yeah, well it didn't. Pass us was there, uh it was only tight at the end, and they actually had a chance to come back in the game, but do I think now, hopefully they can figuring it out and, and you know, control of the West, and the West is wide open.
1: Yeah, it very much is. It's one of the probably the best uh, division or closest division in football right now is the West, and it's a great conference or division to be watching right now because they're all great teams. There's not really a bad team in that division, unlike some of the other ones going on right there. Uh, the only other one you could probably give it a little bit better is the AFC North, but the Steelers are running away with it. The uh, Lamar Jackson and company have been looking awful lately. Uh, Lamar Jackson is definitely not the future of that franchise. He is all over the board with accuracy. So, yeah, I, I really like watching the NFC East over there and seeing what they do. Um, so we'll keep on moving on, uh, before we move on to the pulse and, uh, the other big news, I think this needs to be talked about before we go into everything. It would definitely be mentioned earlier of the Misfits games of the week, but losing Joe Burrow for the year, the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, could anything else go wrong and worse for that organization? Thoughts and prayers out to Joe Burrow. It is a torn ACL. He's tweeted saying he'll see us next year. And, uh, I think we're all excited. For this, and I just think that also means uh, it's Justin Herbert's rookie of the year to lose. Um, Do you have any thoughts on that, Tyler, of Joe Burrow?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's super unfortunate. You never want to see a guy go down, but especially first overall pick in a draft where, you know, he he looks super promising and good. And, you know, it it sucks. It does. And, and, you know, like you said, I don't even think it's a fact of, of Herbert losing it. Like, in my in my in my mind, Herbert already has the, op, the rookie of the year locked up. Um, I mean, yeah. even with Burrow is going to be tight, and he and honestly, Herbert might have been leading the race anyway. But yeah. I mean, now now that now that Burrow is out, I mean he's he's got the thing locked up. But you know, it does stuff for for Burrow. But you know, Burrow's a tough dude, and, and, and he's going to be back. And and I don't. So I'm not really worried about that. But at the end of the day, it still obviously is unfortunate and it sucks for him and for Bengals fans and pretty much football fans, period. No one ever really wants to see that kind of thing happen. Yeah,
1: very much so. Couldn't agree more. I think you probably much hit it on the head. It was probably Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert's to lose. I mean, he's been doing what Joe Burrow hasn't been doing and putting up touchdowns after touchdowns. Herbert is going to probably – beat every single rookie quarterback record known to man this year at the rate he's going. So yeah, it's pretty much probably, uh, it was Herbert's with Burrow just coming in second. It, It does hate to see it. I mean, it's the Bengals fault for it to happen. I mean, you know, players get hurt, but they keep putting that offensive line out there week in and week out. It was bound to happen for a quarterback to get hurt back there. I mean, look at Ryan Finley, after Burrow went out, he was getting hit left and right. That offensive line completely fell apart. The only good thing about that offensive line is Jonah Williams. That whole. Besides that, you have to completely rebuild. So uh, I'll pass it over to uh, Chris to see if he has anything on the Joe Burrow before we move on.
2: I mean, they don't nice
1: And nice
2: Yeah. You no. Know? I, 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 I said this from the beginning of the year, I, I, I really thought that they should have faced uh, the world for the whole year, not because of his talent. He's got the talent, because a the lack of their love of the talent around him. Yeah. There's, they have no law in the line, and you're throwing this guy out there from the rules, basically, and this is the result of it. Uh, yeah. Honestly, if I'm, if I'm the family's ownership, good thing I'm not, I would have fired my team because I should, and I should have fired myself because the family's have been so fucking um, cheap. Not that they weren't cheap last year, but they have been cheap in years fast. And they haven't cracked as well in the past five years. And this is what happens. when I'm to do that, it's hurts again.
1: Yeah, and this dude probably gives Zach Taylor another year, you know, losing yeah. the number one pick. You know, even though they haven't looked that good, they keep losing games closely. They might just say you get another offseason and another year to try to win, even though I think it's a mistake. But I think that's good's going to be happening with a lot of teams this year. I think a lot of teams are going to give coaches an extra year of coaching, even though they don't deserve it due to COVID and all the situations around football and OTAs and training camps and no preseason, you know, the list is long. So I think a lot of coaches will get an extra year. And I think Zach Taylor might be one of those ones because of the Joe Burrow news. Uh, Before I move on, do you guys have anything else to say? Uh, No. Alrighty. So we'll go on and move on to the uh, big news of the week that the best news of my week, really Uh, the Packers finally wised up gave David Baccarati, I know this was talked about last week when I was out, but it's on the the rundown this week, so I can talk about it. The massive contract making him the you know number one paid offensive lineman in the NFL, which is, I think, what he deserved. He is the best left tackle in the league and probably the best offensive lineman in the league, and he deserved to be paid as such. Uh, it's good to know that Aaron Rodgers' blindside will be covered for the next four to five years. And that should be the end of Aaron Rodgers' career that he never has to worry about, and that means hopefully that David Bakare might retire as a Packer, as a one you know staying into with us the whole career, which would be amazing. You don't see that as much anymore in this NFL, so I'm very excited about the news. It's definitely going to put a massive strain on our cap space for next year when we have a massive prediction of like I think 27 or $32 million decrease because of COVID this year in the cap space. So it's going to put a lot of financial straits on some teams. So I think a lot of these free agent players that want to get paid are going to be looking at one-year contracts to hopefully wait for next year to get their big contracts because the teams are not going to have the cap space to play to pay these guys that they want. So signing David Baccarati now was smart. It's going to help our cap space because we're using our leftover cap from this year to pay some of that contract now. So it was a big signing, and I think that pretty much means Aaron Jones is walking the offseason. I don't think we're bringing back much of our players left unless we do some cutting, and I don't think that's enough because we're going to be hurting in cap space right now. But Tyler, did you want to say anything on the contract extensions since you were out last week or –
0: um, actually I'll be honest with you. I didn't even see that that actually happened. I know that you had been talking about it for a while, but I didn't know that it actually happened, but, um, that, that's good obviously for the Packers and for him. Um, he's an impressive player also, just as a side note, he's also an impressive beer chugger, by the way, so that's always <laughs> a uh, good fluff. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, I'm referring to it just in case anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, I think it was, in the past year's I think it was last year's um NBA playoff games uh with the Bucks he was sitting courtside and was chugging beer so Yeah,
2: yeah him and
0: him I don't yeah he well Aaron yeah, Rodgers
1: like, can't chug for life of him. But uh, Yeah, but, no, yeah. But,
2: but he can though.
1: Yeah, yeah he definitely can I mean
2: uh you know something yeah
1: yeah. The big news about David though, uh, the funny thing is, so four years ago when he got his contract extension, it was literally the day before the Packers played the Jacksonville Jaguars. Four years later, he gets his contract extension the day before they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh David Baccarati and the Packers must love playing the Jacksonville Jaguars and paying David the day before because It literally came down to midnight. He signed the paperwork or agreed to the contract extension on Saturday, the day before the game. So, uh, and also his quote from signing the contract after winning the game against Jacksonville was like, he's going to go home, celebrate with his wife or fiance, and drink some beer, drink some more beer, and uh, drink some more beer was his quote to celebrate during this quarantine and COVID time. So, you got to love David Baccarati. It is being. Yeah, yeah, I, know.
2: I know.
1: yeah, I knew. Uh, <laughs> I knew Tyler would approve of that, but yeah, he, he's a uh, contract is going to be worth over a hundred million dollars. It's over twenty million a season. That's and, a lot but, of beer. Yeah, a lot of beer. <laughs> so we'll keep on uh chucking along here and move on to the next big news. Uh, Freddie Freeman again. I predicted this winning the MVP. I know this was talked about last week, but. This is another prediction I got right. I predicted uh, Freddie Freeman would be the NL MVP for the season, and I called it. He deserved it. Now, another person who needs a contract extension, putting that out of the world, Freddie Freeman, Braves, lock him up. Let's get it done. Let's not let him leave. I know he's two years away, but the man deserves his contract extension. Forget going to get Marcel Uzuna back. Forget trying to bring in another crappy pitcher. Give Freddie Freeman his money. He deserves it. He earned it. He's the best player probably in all times for the Braves. He's up there when it comes to batting, not pitching. I can't argue some of the pitching we've had. But he will probably. I'm hoping to keep him as a Brave for his whole career as well. Tyler, do you have anything on the Freddie Freeman MVP?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be short on this just because I don't think there's a whole lot to say. I mean, it's not really surprising that he won. I think he deserved it. That's pretty much all I got on that.
1: Yeah, so we'll keep on moving on to the pulse of the week, and we'll start with the NBA offseason. We even mentioned this in our chat, our group chat, that we wish the MLB offseason would be like the NBA's offseason because players and signings and trades are going left and right, flying down the middle. So there is going to be a lot we miss. We're going to try to cover the big ones and the, go- the best ones out there. So if we forget anything, we apologize, but there's just too much going on in the NBA world. If something happens next week, we might try to cover some more. But as right now, we'll just cover the big ones that are going on or have happened. And saying that, we'll go ahead and say that Serge Ibaka reunites with uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I think that's a great sign. I've always liked Serge Ibaka since his days in Oklahoma. I wish he stayed. I was always a big fan of the Thunder. I thought they were going to be the next dynasty with Westbrook, Durant, and... James Harden and Baca and now they're complete trash and fell apart. they never done anything. So I have nothing more to say about that. Tyler, you're the bigger NBA guy. What do you have on third to Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Um, the Clippers lost, uh, Montrez Harold, um, you know, and they, so basically, essentially they replaced him with a Baca, um, who was a really good player. Um, And I think that, you know, Serge has always been a guy who's been, like, a really good, like, number three option on a team, and this is, like, the perfect place he can go and and be that again. Um, You know, he kind of struggled a little bit, I think, to fit in in Toronto. Um, I think that, you know, being with the Clippers, obviously you got Paul George there and Kawhi, but, you know, outside of those two, I mean, Lou Williams, obviously, but... As far as another uh, big in the front court, I mean, Baca is going to be a really big help for them. So I think it's a really good signing. Chris, what do you have on Baca?
2: Yeah, no. They got time him and three. Him and uh, Kawhi doing that to Toronto. And uh, Toronto, they didn't find Van Fleet as well. We're not going to get to that. But I think that's a great signing for uh, Toronto. He played really well down the stretch in the playoffs. Um, a lot of all has always been like a solid player, uh, even when, like you said, that in uh, Oklahoma, he's good there. Uh, like, I think it's Newton's better than guys I mean, guys in 10 minutes and uh, fill a role, and I think he, he's gonna do that really well,
1: yeah. I agree. We'll go ahead and keep moving on to the Sixers dumping and getting rid of Al Horford. This is not shocking news. I think uh, the Sixers are pretty much trying to rebuild again. I don't know. Are they just trying to dump money? It's a
2: contract no.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a massive contract for Al Horford. I never understood the signing for him last year when they brought him in. Uh, I thought they could have done something else. But Sixers get rid of Al Horford in that massive contract. For what we don't know, we'll see what the six. Yeah, Danny do. Green, Danny Green in that trade, by the way. Yeah, I'm, Danny Green, just like a couple other guys, is just that journeyman, a good journeyman. He he has his you know his days and his moments. Yeah, y'all know my opinion on Danny Green. I'm not just <laughs> I'm not trying to hate on Danny Green, but Danny Green is nothing special. He's just a good all around player that will have great days and then be awful the next. Tyler, what do you have on Al Horford?
0: Um yeah, I mean it's exactly what what it is. I mean, Philly wanted to dump Horford. Um it makes sense for them because he never really made sense in the first place when they when they got him. He he never really fit in. Um it was always kind of a weird a weird combo with him and Embiid. It never really worked out. Um, I still believe that Horford's a pretty good player, um, but it, it never really – the chemistry was never there with the Sixers. Um, I, I'll say this, though, that, you know, Danny Green to me is trash. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, you know, he was a pretty good role player for the Spurs, but, I mean, we seen him last year with the Lakers, complete ass, just to be honest. Um, I, he's not the same guy. I don't know why, but he's just not – um, you know he he's out there to play some defense, shoot some threes. Unfortunately, he did neither of those good last year. So, um, but you know the they did get Terrence Ferguson in that trade too, um, who's a really young player, not really a great offensive player, but um, he is a really really good defender. So I mean that's probably the best the best thing they got back in the trade as far as Philly goes. But um, it's all about just dumping a salary because he never fit there, and he never was gonna fit there. So it was good for Philly, you that.
1: Know. Tyler, you there? Yeah, uh, I'm here. Yeah, you completely went Hello? muffled, and yeah, you you went muffled on us, and t- sounded like you're down a tunnel hollering. <laughs> oh
0: well, that ain't uh, good. Did you hear what I had to say at all? Yeah, we heard uh, that.
1: We, we it, heard it was, it was, it was oh, okay. It, it was just the last like two, like ten seconds. We lost you.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Well, I'm good. I think at least, but I, right, I'm, I'm good. Yeah.
1: I, uh, before we move on, because I have something to say on another note of the Sixers. But Chris, what do you have on Al Horford besides what you said already?
2: Uh, I don't like. Them. I, mean, I don't like them fit with, with the clip from the fit, but I never understood it. Um, might do well on Oklahoma City, but he's just not going to do That's the game plan of what Oklahoma wants to do. But Oklahoma got some black hits out of that as well. They're not going to pick up a contract like that and not get anything. They got, uh, I think they got what? A a first round pick next year? This year? Yeah.
1: For Al Horford, deal? Yeah. It was a lot. I just to had pick. it pulled. I had it pulled up. Hold on. I'm sorry. I was looking up the other thing I wanted to talk about about the Sixers because it makes no sense to me at whatsoever. But before it we
2: move green on, makes no sense, by the way.
1: Uh, yeah, green. so well, well, the, the Philadelphia 76ers get Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson and the Oklahoma City Thunder get Al Horford, Vasilia Minnick. A 2020 second round pick and a 2025 first round pick. So they don't have that first round pick for another five years. Oh yeah,
2: that's
1: that's, that's what that's what that, that's so. Weird. I mean, that's yeah, you
2: don't see well, that yeah, often that in pick. most
0: sports trading draft. picks yeah. that round pick we don't even know about because it. I mean, if the if if the Sixers are good, then then obviously that pick is is kind of irrelevant. The only yeah. way that, that that really actually turns out to be good for the Thunder would be if, for whatever reason, Sixers are just you know off trash. It. Yeah, but, that, but yeah. I will say this though because he because Chris brought it up, I, I will say this: assuming that Horford is healthy and all, I I think he'll have a really really good year in, in Oklahoma City this coming year because because he'll be the only guy in Oklahoma. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they they SGA. They have Shai Gilgeous Alexander there, but other than that, I mean, as far as like offensive talent, they're they're going to be lacking that big time. So he he definitely could have a resurgence in his career in Oklahoma City this coming year for sure. Yeah,
2: I thought Oklahoma villain, villain,
1: villain, man. I thought they were Yeah, I don't know. Like, speaking of the seventy sixers, you know. I just saw it while I was looking up the Al Horford. What are they doing? Like, why are you trading away Josh Richardson? Josh Richardson is a good, solid player. He is sixteen points and five assists most games in his career right now, and you trade him to and a draft pick, Chad, Tyler uh, Bay, to the seven uh, to the Dallas Mavericks for Seth Curry, not Steph, Seth, his younger his younger brother, or his older brother. <laughs> Yeah, not like, who is complete trash, but the S- Sixers trade away Richardson, who's a young, young talent who's really good, and a, a draft pick for Seth oh, Curry. Like
2: I know why Think about that. Think about that there. Scott Rivers and
1: Seth Curry are like could
2: in the pot for some reason. Yeah, I, I that trade that that trade. Scott Rivers some reason. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Just, it wasn't on the rundown, so he, these guys don't know much, and I don't know much about it, but I just saw the trade. It makes no sense to me. I'm This is also a little biased. I always like Josh Richardson coming out of Tennessee because I'm a Tennessee fan, but Josh Richardson has also been really well in the NBA, and he's been ex- exciting. He's a great player. I shouldn't say great. He's a good player. He's a good, solid team player who can help teams win, and you're going to trade they him love, away. And it. And they traded him away for a thirty-year-old crappy shooting guard who doesn't even come close. If if I can,
0: if I can jump in just for a second, go right ahead. Okay, so I I agree with a lot of what you said. Josh Richardson is is a very solid player. Um, He can do a lot of things, decent or to good, I guess you would say. Um, I also don't think that the like the compensation matches. Um, the, the player of Josh Richardson. But I will say this, though. The thought of what they did makes sense because the Sixers need shooting. And, and even though we're talking about Seth and not Steph, um, yeah. you know, he can't shoot the ball very, very well. Um, yeah, so okay, I, I kind of I, I get I get where they're coming from in making the trade, but I don't think that the player they got in return for him is enough. But I get what, where they were coming from with making it, because, you know, they, they do lack shooters in, in Philadelphia. They must be trying to do something bigger.
2: If that is a bigger plan going on here that we haven't seen yet, obviously, if it hasn't happened. The- yeah. They have to
1: be. They have to be. Also, a great just- comment for the that, put that on the list. If I'm Dallas and that trade is offered to me, I take it 100 out of 100 times. That trade, hey, I mean, Dallas, Dallas completely and utterly stole the lunch money from the 76ers there and ran away with it and bullied them into that trade. Yeah, that's the only that's way. But we'll keep moving on because <laughs> that one makes no sense. This is probably one of the bigger news it- – News of the week and the one I hate probably the most because it deals with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Lakers make a trade and land Dennis Schroeder. I'll go ahead and pass this off to Tyler cuz he knows a little bit more and is a little bit better with basketball than I am. Tyler,
0: go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I re- I mean, I I am just going to be honest. I don't I'm not a fan of any team that LeBron James is on. Um, yes. I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan have been since I was like 12, so yeah, I, I can't get by with that. But, I, I mean, honestly, th- this is a good move for the Lakers. Um, Dennis Schroeder is is a really, really solid player, like really, really good. Um, you know, in, in Atlanta, as the main guy, you know, he showed that he's he's a really, really good player. And, it, you know, then he goes to OKC. Uh, you know, they basically was playing like three point guards a lot of the time there. Um, shows that he's also a really good sixth man. Uh, I think that this really is a good move for the Lakers and gives them like a legit point guard, depending on how they want to play him. I don't know if they'll have him in the starting lineup or if they're going to have him like the six-man role. Don't know exactly how they're going to use him, but they got a really good player here in this move and and it's really good for them. Um, Also, just to kind of throw that in, uh, the Lakers also was able to steal in-town rival, Clippers player Montrezl Harrell, um, who also is is a is a fine player, um, so yeah. I mean the Lakers, they they honestly they did nothing but get better um, so far in the off season.
1: I don't know if you guys want to hear this news about the Los Angeles Lakers. It's breaking news. Los Angeles oh. Lakers signed Marcus All to a two year deal.
0: Oh, I actually did just see that too. Uh, I'll go ahead and comment on that real quick too. Uh, I, I love hearing that. <laughs> So I,
2: I've always been a really no, big fan. No, by the no, way, man. of Marcus
0: Hall. Same here. Uh, I've always been a fan of Marcus Hall. Um, but I, I, watching him this past year, I, I just fully believe that the guy just—I I don't think—I I think he's just washed, um, and guys get that way. I, I think he's I just watched defensive. him with the Raptors. Yeah, he's always been a defensive guy. That's always been his calling card. But he could do so many things. He actually is a pretty good passer, a pretty good scorer, considering that he's a big. But I, I just think that all in all, when I watched him with the Raptors this year, he looked, um, I mean, for lack of a better word, disinterested um, in the game. Look he, didn't look like look he, was, he didn't look like he was into the game, didn't look like he cared about the game as much. Um, so I don't know how good of a move this is. It's a cheap deal, so it is what it is. Um, if somehow he finds himself and ends up being even half of what he was in uh, Memphis, then they've got a good signing as well. Another one. But to me, he just looked very disinterested this past year in uh, Toronto.
1: So per the Los Angeles Lakers as well, right now, Dennis Schroeder is lined up as the starting shooting guard for Los Angeles. And then with probably with the two other signings, cause you know, Kyle Kuzma is right now on the starting death chart under power forward and uh, Small forward, so you got to think Marcus is probably going to be the starting power forward, or maybe Marcell Harris, depending on the game or the matchup that day they want to play. Or those both of those guys will just rotate a lot for the power forward and and uh, the power forward spot. While Kuzman plays the small forward position, but all the Lakers have done is pretty much say, "F you, rest of the NBA, we're going to go and take the 2021 NBA title with these moves they're making." I don't think he. Yeah, no, too. and
0: it looks it definitely looks that way because they're. They're super deep. Like death was actually a problem for them this past year, but man, they brought back KCP too. Now they got Harold. Now they got yeah. Schroeder. Uh DeSalle. I mean, they're they're loaded. They're loaded. I mean, it's early, but man, I I, I don't know how they could not be the favorite for sure for twenty twenty one. Yeah, just to go back it, on Schroeder it, really fast. That,
2: that was, that. was, the was Oklahoma. Sorry, not Oklahoma. Um, the lot is no no none. The Warriors
0: yeah, are done. Uh, done too. Yeah. Too.
2: Um.
1: And, and Portland, you no, know, I don't know. Portland. The only team with when healthy that could probably give them any run for their money, and it's not even in the same conference, might be the Brooklyn Nets when they get Durant and Kyler. You know, all them guys healthy, they could probably give them a run. And it depends on what happens with Jonas up in Milwaukee. Does he stay, or does he land go somewhere in? And become something, you know, get a massive deal somewhere and tries to play, or does he? Who knows? It made all those plays for him not to find that one Yeah, no kidding. Uh, just to go back on the Schroeder, uh, last year in 65 games he averaged 19 points, uh, three, four assists, so and four uh, and four rebounds. I mean, can you really argue that from a point guard, shooting guard? That's a pretty good. I mean, that just makes exactly. the Lakers much better.
2: Yeah, it does. But in the fact that he had a really good playoff. I mean, I'm not saying that he lit it up, but he was noticeable. That I think it was what, James Green or something. He had a really good game. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I like him at, on the offensive side.
1: Yeah. So, you have anything else there, Chris? I know I didn't give you a lot of uh, chance to talk about these last
2: two things. Um, Martin Small. DeSau- uh, I, I don't think he lost. Um, I, I just think that you know he played more of role than he was probably expected to in um Toronto. Yeah,
1: and, uh, in forty-four games, Marc Gasol had seven and a half, eight points a game, six total rebounds, and three assists. I mean, for a big guy who's more about a defender. That's about what you're hoping for. I mean, that's really but, below his career average. That's about, for points, that's seven points less than his career average, but also, you know, in 44 games that you don't really can translate sometimes about the data with points I, I, scoring. I, I'm
2: wondering if they might limit his minutes and might see a little, little production.
1: Well, he's definitely seen less minutes over the last couple of years. Uh, he was only de- he was down to twenty four to twenty six minutes this season. I mean, he with Montreal uh, Harris in town, he doesn't need to play a full game either. That's the other thing. Exactly. So you might get a, a more fresh and better Marcus all just making the Lakers.
2: more motivated. You no, know, that that team has a, a much more legit chance of uh, winning a title.
1: Oh, very much so. That this is the best chance Marcus all get, to get uh get a repeat, you know, or not a repeat, but get another title. But we'll go ahead and keep moving on with some more NBA news. Uh, we also have a uh, the Hawks making moves. I mean, we could name a thousand moves that the Hawks have made. I'll go ahead and pass this one over to Chris because he's the one who's been talking it up all week. So, Chris, what do you have on the Hawks?
2: Oh, the Hawks. Well, oh, mine won't happen. Uh, yeah, uh, my boy. Uh. What's the, oh my God. I call it that (laughs) man.
1: Bogan
0: Bobanovich?
2: How do you say his name, Tyler?
0: Bogdan Bogdanovich. There you go. Yeah,
2: they got that guy.
0: You can call him him Bogie for
2: short. I'm calling him Bogie. From now on.
1: Yeah. Then they brought in Chris Dunn. Yeah. Uh, J- Jardinari. I can, I've can. i never been able to say his name either. Rajon yeah, Rondo. Rajon Rondo
2: is a, a, a up
1: uh, Is he? he no, that's he, not the guy I want to talk about. Rajon Rondo. How
2: was you put for, for that
1: whole race run? I, I think now I'm talking about a guy who's washed. He I had mean, seven like, points, no, three assists. No, He's not the
2: guy who was with
1: the Celtics. Hell no. And he was but a one-trick pony while he was with the Celtics. It was always that cross layup with the right hand. That's that was his move. Yeah, it was <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, it was frustrating because that's all he did, and teams would fall for it left and left and left and right. It was like right, the same thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: no. But it's not you no know, the, the player that he plays. It's the attitude. Yeah. That moment, he had a moment. And he showed it in spot, so he would, think he would not in a moment, but uh, yeah. I like that attitude. And, you know, it's definitely an attitude adjustment for the Hawks, but it needed it. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, the Hawks. Have been, up, I mean,
2: they're the all
1: way. good pick, yeah. Bogey's probably uh, the most important uh, pickup for them. With Don, Alia, Din- whatever Tyler can say the man, name, yeah. I can't.
2: Uh, by the yeah. way, the Milwaukee, the missing out on him. is that got like the biggest of the NBA the so far.
1: Who's that? No, Milwaukee not getting him. Not getting Bogey. Oh. Yeah. Four year, $72 million deal. That's a pretty good little chunk of change for Bogey. That's good though. <laughs> He's worth it. And it clears up and it it includes a player option in year four and a 15% uh, trade kicker for the restricted free agent. The Kings now have 48 hours to match. So, that was two hours ago. So yeah, we'll they, I mean, they that's not a, No, the Kings have always been. Now let's talk about a team who's cheap. It's the Kings.
2: Yeah, the Kings have always
1: been cheap. That's why it's yeah. like really, in California. It really shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what do you have on all the Hawks moves? Anything?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Hawks. I, I like what they're doing. Um, they've got, like, a I ton think... of really talented players. Um, some of them are really young. It's going to be interesting to see how they use all these guys. Um, Rondo, I mean, Rondo's is, is just a playmaker. Uh, he's a really good rebounder for a point guard for a small guy. Um, I've always really liked Rondo. His way of playing point guard is kind of now considered outdated um, because so many guys now can score the ball at a high clip, um, and that's not what he can do, like you said. I mean, he's he's really basic when it comes to offense, but he can he's a good playmaker, and he can rebound and, and um, you know, all that. So I, I, I do like it. I just wonder how it's going to work because uh, Trey Young dominates the ball there. I'm assuming he'll probably be coming off the bench for them. Um, and oh, easily. Rolling. That's what. That's all. At Rondo
1: is now. He's not a starter anymore.
0: Uh, Bob, uh, Bogdanovich. Um, yeah, I mean, I really like him a ton. Um, I, I. don't think that Sacramento will match that offer. Um, although I think you can make an argument that they should, um, because he's a really good player. He's super young. He can do it all. He can shoot. He can play make. He rebounds. He does it all. Um, he's a good player. Um, Gallinari. Um, also a really good, um, pickup. He, he can just, he straight up just scores the rock period. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's going to go there and be able to put up numbers because he does that pretty much everywhere he goes. Um, he's a really good scorer. Um, so, I mean, I like what they do. They got, they got a young team there and, you know, they brought in another young Pete and Bogdanovich and. The biggest thing for me is seeing how all these pieces work together because I think they definitely have the talent to be a, a decent playoff team in the East, um, but how it all fits together is still a question for me.
1: Yeah, you know, you want to say uh, fits together. NBA is probably the one team where dream teams actually work or players work because it just does. I mean, look at it many times that, you know, you put these big three or – players together and they've worked because that's all you need in the nba it's the nba is probably the only sport that's not really a team sport yeah you have five other players and other players but i mean look lebron james has carried multiple teams to the finals and won finals on his own it just proves that i think nba out of all team sports is probably the least important about team it's more about a player it's always been about a player or two or three players you don't need a whole team to win a championship you just need the player and i think the Atlanta Falcons or Atlanta Falcons the Atlanta Hawks are uh, building a decent little team that could at least try to compete but still i don't think they're anywhere near was the <laughs> <laughs> right no kidding um, so any other comments about all the Hawks moves or anything else going on in the NBA before we move on oh that pop, that that one, on hit oh i'm sorry yeah the big the big 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 news besides the Dennis Schroeder is the Charlotte Hornets signing uh, Gordon Hayward to a massive contract, four-year deal. Gordon Hayward, since being in Boston, hasn't been the same player he was before going there. I mean, it's a big signing for the Charlotte. They're trying to make something because Michael Jordan apparently doesn't know how to run a team, even though he's probably the greatest player ever. Just because you can be the greatest player in your sport doesn't mean you can run a team. And he's proved that because Charlotte, has never really been a contender or have ever really looked good since he's been there. Uh, and then definitely their draft pick. I am not, you can hate me all day long. I don't think any ball will ever be good in the NBA. Lonzo is a whatever player. And I think his brother is going to fall right in his footsteps and be meh. I don't think he's going to be anything special, but uh, Gordon Hayward we're going to the Hornets. What do you have on it, Tyler?
0: Um, I like it a lot. Um the the Hornets also was able to waive Nicholas Batum's huge deal, who is a guy who never should have got a deal he got in the first place. But Warren Hayward's a really good player and I loved him in Utah. And I think that in Boston, um there was so many guys there who could score and, and do so many things that he got kind of in a lot of times became lost. Um That probably won't be an issue in Charlotte. I think that he'll come right in and be able to be like probably their number two guy. Um, So I think that his numbers are going to go up big time compared to what they were in Boston. Um, As far as the draft pick, you know, with Ball, uh, I've never been a fan of um, the father, Ball. I think the dude's an absolute nutcase. Um, Not really a big fan of Lonzo Ball, but they say that uh, LaMelo ball is probably the best ball um, that there is so we'll see um, for the for Charlotte I mean hopefully for for their sake you know that he is the best ball um, I mean what what does that matter though
1: like is that is that a high grading standard oh he's the best ball out of 3 balls like oh god that means you can average <laughs> 1 point more than freaking Lonzo yeah, that's a lot I mean.
0: of <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like. Well, the, the one, the one ball, the the one Lee, an, Lee Angelo, I believe is his name. He is not even an NBA talent, so he he's irrelevant. But they're claiming that that Lamelo will be better than Lonzo. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Lonzo is a decent player in the NBA, but I don't think he's great, and I don't think he ever will be. No, he's never lived up to the standards.
2: I of, mean, no, there's no the reason that uh, the the him.
1: Yeah, he's he's he is what he is. He is nothing special. He'll never be anything special. And I, I think his brother will be falling right in his footsteps. Uh, but, you know, I'm not trying to hate on the kid. I mean, good for him. Get lucky for being drafted. I, if he shoots anything like his brother, the Charlotte Hornets are in a lot of trouble. Uh well, i
2: not other- well, I, 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 uh, I By the way, Hayward, I thought he was looking way better than he was.
1: And what a disappointment. Yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, and I'll have to say Tyler came up with a lot of good points. He did get kind of put behind the back burner there with uh, Brown. There was a lot the mouse him. to feed. Yeah, there was a lot of mouths to feed there. The too many mouths. Yeah, that's smart as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I
2: mean, yeah,
1: I mean he's not Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, he this was uh, this last year he averaged, you know. 15 or 17.5 6.7 and 4.1 assists i mean he had a pretty decent season and yeah tyler made a lot of comments so i hope the best for gordon hayward i've always liked him and i and tyler came up with a lot of good points that made me question it his uh my stance on the signing for him and hopefully that in charlotte he can refine the good old days in utah and bring that back for them because I would like to see Charlotte. I like seeing teams that never do anything actually do something. So it's exciting for him and for the team. Yeah, it's
2: no, exciting to see Charlotte actually do something. I mean, they find something, but
1: it's I like I'm like anything. two and a half hours. I'm like two and a half hours from Charlotte. I might actually go catch a game this year. I've been talking. Me and my that brother been talking. Yeah, me and my brother have been talking about it for the last five. We might actually go do it. You
2: know, um, trying to catch simply it. Simply after the whole COVID thing, like, it's nice something. Yeah, that is
1: also very true. So uh, we'll keep going. Can I say one
2: more thing about the NBA uh, contracts? Go ahead. Yeah, a lot of
1: average
2: fucking guys making a lot of money. Some yes, ad, jo- like, Some average fucking dudes making money that in other leagues, average dudes wouldn't be making this much money.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually very shocking. Definitely after the the playoff ratings and how bad they were, you know, I'm mm-hmm. shocked that money's being tossed around like they are. This could this could be the year where all these players are getting this money, and then NBA losing the last
2: year.
1: Yeah, yeah, because a lot of these players might be getting cut again next year because they realize they overpaid and the con you know they can't afford it because NBA is really hurting themselves with a lot of the stances and things they've been doing. I mean the playoff. And the world, the championship series, you know, the was the lowest rating championship series of all times. And you know, there's nothing going on in the world, and the only sport really playing in crappy college football games had double the viewership for them. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the NBA this upcoming year because if they uh, keep it, going, I, I, I was also thinking that
2: they might not make a lot of them I think Sacramento could go under. You might see a lot of these teams go under.
1: Yeah, they definitely could happen. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with these teams because they don't have the money to keep playing these players. You know, some teams are not like the Lakers and the Celtics that have the tradition, the history, that have the fanship that makes them all the money. So these Sacramento Kings and these Oklahoma City Thunder, these teams that just don't have the same power base around the world could be in a lot of trouble, and it will be interesting the next year or two to see what happens with the NBA because if they keep going the road they're on they're going to be no longer NBA and I'm not a big NBA fan but I would hate to see a a, fr- a whole NBA franchise go down you know a whole sp- a f- sports system go completely down because of decisions by the higher ups and so we that's a whole another matter that we can talk about on another podcast on another day because that itself is a topic that can be talked about forever so we'll go ahead and move on to our buy or sell. And uh, this is a big one because of the, this weekend, uh, 15 football games are canceled. So is co- college football season in trouble? Tyler, buy or sell?
0: Sell. So, um, I think that if if this was like earlier in the season, um, maybe my stance would be different. But I think that at this point we're, far enough into the season that I think they'll find a way to make this thing happen the rest of the year, no matter what, basically. Um, So for that reason, I I'm going to sell.
1: I completely agree. I'm selling this as well. If it was game two, maybe something else I would probably buy, but we're six games into the season. There's only four or three games left for some of these teams. There's only a 10 game season. I I don't think there's going to be a bowl season this year. Because of COVID, there might be a playoff because you could do at least what the MLB, the NHL, and the NBA did. You can do a bubble, put these the four teams into a bubble in two different cities or the same city and just have them play and keep COVID out. So I could see that happening, but I really don't see a bowl season happening. You could do that with the bowl too. You can do a quarantine for all these teams if you want to try to have somewhat of a semi-bowl season. But I honestly don't know if you'll have – the amount of teams getting six wins to be eligible for a bowl season this year. So I also sell on the this buy because the season's pretty much 70% done. Chris, what do you have?
2: Yeah, I'm selling, I'm selling it. I, I'm also going to sell it in hopes that uh, they, they lose the, the more eligible factor if that And have teams that are in 5-0 that not all eligible technically, but you know, despite five and no, no teams have just as much of a cloud at the end of the than, you know, in money, uh,
1: team. Then you a litmus Yeah, it's, I mean, this, it's, there's not enough teams out there with the wins for a bowl season. I mean, you could probably I do mean, some like, of
2: the Why things. Why wouldn't you want, why wouldn't you want no offense fantasy volunteers, by the
1: way, but. Why would you want to see the
2: volunteers in, in there the instead there's, of like
1: on Yeah. I can tell you right now, they can get rid of the toilet bowls this year. There's no point to keep them around with this season. I think
2: they said that there's not going to be like one Well,
1: I could see that because, you know, the playoffs itself is two, four games. So, yeah, that's one in for that four, in, so that four in, and then the- And then you could have all the. the you. Just do the January 1 bowl games. Those are the bowl games that matter. Those are the yeah, fun like the bowl games. Bowl, yeah, the Orange Bowl, the bowl. bowl, the Outback Bowl, whatever. The big ones in January 1st, do the yeah. anything in December. The Toilet Bowls, get rid of, move on. Not worth yeah, yeah, the Outback Bowl or the uh, World Camping Bowl and the Music City Bowl and the to- whatever, you know, Toilet Seat Bowl. I mean, that's what it's coming down to. There's so mm-hmm. many of these damn bowls. Uh, because it's just not the year for them, but we'll go ahead and keep moving on. I'm gonna need to get a little bit of more of a definition from a uh, Tyler or Chris here, because he's the one who came up with this coaches' extensions. What do you mean? Is this for buy or sell uh, coaches? We're going
2: back. We're going back to last. Week. I was. Mean, I was mean, gonna extend, uh, I want you guys to are, are you extending uh, college extensions at uh no
1: Oh, definitely not. I am selling our, I'm selling that all day long. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, look at look at Virginia Tech right now. They gave Justin Fuente this massive contract extension because he had one good season and they're like this is it, this is our guy, he's our future. And then after that contract, he completely falls apart. Ten or Virginia Tech is now locked into this guy for at least another year because if they cut him this year, it's like twelve million dollars that they have to still pay this guy. For doing nothing but losing and making this team look like trash. I mean, it's going across the football world. Oh, you had one good season. We're gonna give you a contract. Here you go. I think honestly, these coaches are they they're most of them look at this as a business anyways. They're, there's no loyalty to stay with the team anymore. So why are you being loyal to them and giving them a contract so early? Let them play out at least, you know, give them a four or five year contract, give them a long contract, give them time to bring in their, you know, their recruits. Because usually by year three, early four, you'll see where they're at. You know, because sometimes these coaches come in hot, look good. Tennessee with, uh, oh God, before Jeremy Pruitt, I can't think of his damn name right now. You know, he looked good brick, brick by brick. You know, we had a couple of good years with Joshua Dobbs, Butch Jones. There it is. So we're like, you know what? Here's a contract extension. Crap. You know, and we just did the same thing with Jeremy Pruitt. One good year. Now we look like tr- trash this year. Yeah, there's a lot going around that. But our offensive line was supposed to be fantastic. But it's been trash. Our quarterback, don't get me down that road because it's a road I won't ever be able to get off of. I've actually stopped watching Tennessee football this year. It's not fun. It's not worth watching. Our quarterback is awful. And why they keep throwing him in and out of there is beyond me. So I am selling this all day long. It makes no sense. Make these coaches prove it through a whole contract before you give them a contract extension. Tyler, what do you have?
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I got to sale too. Um, it, sometimes they are just too soon. Um, you've seen it so many times. Um, and you know, sometimes it does work out, but it seems like more times than not, it doesn't. And you know, like you said too, they have no loyalty to these schools. Um, you know, we see all the time.
2: Oh, mention right
0: now or what? I can't hear you. What? I or not. something. Well, I mean, if you want to know, I was getting a shot of whiskey, but that 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 has nothing to do with what's going on with my uh, sound. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying there? I, I mean, if you
2: really, really want to know, but uh, anyways.
0: Um, you know, we've seen many a times how these guys will get like, um, you know, especially smaller schools, um, yeah. you know, they'll they'll give these coaches extensions. People, other schools will take notice and be like, oh, yeah, well, this guy is so great. Let's bring him in. And then, bam, they're gone like the next year for a big-time school, and they leave them in the dust. So, definitely. <laughs> And they need to give these guys more yeah, I mean that's why I don't
1: have a problem with co- like you know giving a co- a college coach a longer term deal like a five year deal maybe a six. Let them prove it and then give them a contract extension. But don't sign these guys to a four year deal and then two years into it they look okay and then give them a five year contract extension for the bank and then they're crap the next four years. Like you have to let these coaches you have to find out because. These guys have no loyalty to these schools. I understand that you're trying to lock up and make sure your program is good for the next years, but most of the time, all you're doing is harming your school, then you're helping it. So I sell. I keep selling. Chris, I didn't get to hear last week's podcast, so I'm curious. What are you on this?
2: I'm mine. I'm mine. You're- you're buying,
1: I'm, smart. I'm smart about it. Of course and, you would buy it. Of course you'd buy it. I want to hear. Let, let me hear how you're smart about it and why you're it buying it. It better be a good reason, too. real good reason.
2: And, and, well, you well, know, it's a double-edged sword. And don't sign the guy. And so, what's the name? You sign the guy, like, Scott Ross, for example. Really you know, hasn't been that late, but you sign him. He does really well. It won't get well, and get, right? So, you sign up for a deal, and you know, three, three years in, you start using up the intenders, right? They're, they're about to in the playoffs. Why wouldn't you give them a bigger contract for, you know, another five more years, just so it's an incentive for that guy not to jump to. They jump the anyway. They ju- they I jump know they do I know they jump, but we, it, when they do, like. Let jump. I mean, you try, you try and lock him up and you know, in the hope that you, you the guy. But it's felt like you're not on the hook for that contract. Jumps, I, I think the it helps that other school has to pay that contract, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, but most of the time, yes, they do. The, usually, there's a buyout clause or how much the school has to pay if you jump the program. Yes, that and is. I, true. Think,
2: I, I think David was talking about something last week about a poison pill. Where you can't just hire a guy after, you know, if they not in the contract extension. There's like a, there's like a rule in the contract where, like, if it was pet's trying to buy out, he only from one of me. And playing about the contract. Is, I don't know. Oh,
1: well, there's so many things you can add to contracts. You, I mean, you literally could sign a contract to a coach and say, Okay, if you decide to leave us 100%, you have to pay us 100%, you know, you're, the school that right. signed you has to pay your whole contract back to us. And, you know, so some like of some them are. Well, the like
2: schools are out there won't have. But once you have that in the contract, then, you know, you're just going to be able to get to I mean, the schools, you're not... to I mean it, you have this guy who built the program, and you have all these players that are committed to him. Why wouldn't you show the players that are okay, committed to this guy?
1: For that I don't think that matters. I think the NCAA already needs to change the rule about commitments because a lot of these kids are not committing to a school because they want to go to that school. Some do, yes, very much so. No,
2: true. no, no, right. what? The
1: they're committing to the coach. So that is another subject we can talk about another day about call you know the NCAA. sell that. Next week. Yeah, we can buy and sell that next. We can talk about that next week. Go ahead,
0: Tyler. I Hear you in the background. I just wanted to add word. The guy that comes to mind for me um is Luke Sickle in Cincinnati, um, because yeah. you know he's better um big time schools I mean Cincinnati's a solid program, but we know that there you know are way bigger schools out there that than them have been interested in him. He says he's gonna stay, but we've heard that before uh but you know you know he's they're pulling like big time Ohio recruits to Cincinnati. Which is insane when you think about, you know, Ohio State obviously is in Ohio, and but
1: they can go to Cincinnati it, and start now instead of sit behind in Ohio State for two years, right? But thing.
0: I mean, we, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I think there's something to be said about somebody saying, "Oh yeah, I went to Ohio State,"
2: oh, even very though I'm so not that.
0: an Ohio State fan. But you, you know what I mean. Oh, but, very much yeah. you know, like, he's shown that he's a very, very good recruiter because he's able to – I mean, Ohio is one of the biggest, uh, you know, high school recruitment for football that there is. I mean, they're yeah. up there. So the fact that he's getting so many Ohio recruits tells you that he's a really good coach. You know, so he's going to be one of them guys, you know, they've already been after him as it is. Will he Will he bounce at one point? You know what I mean? So I, I do think there should be some kind of um, protection – for the school and for the kids because, like you said, no, uh, let's be honest. I mean, Cincinnati Bearcats, they're they're like, you know, there's nothing wrong. They're a decent school. They're usually always pretty decent. They're you know, they're really good this year apparently. Jones. But, yeah, but if you, you know, people that are going to Cincinnati is going to Cincinnati because of Luke fickle, They're not going there because they want to be a Cincinnati Bearcat. Oh,
1: yeah. Very much. Um, I mean, expect,
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I mean that's Brian, a really good example of what you're saying.
1: Yeah. I mean, Brian Kelly was at Cincinnati. Butch Jones was Cincinnati. You know, before jumping and now Luke Fickle. I mean, it, Cincinnati is a, one of those project schools. You know, I can go there, prove my worth to these bigger schools to step my stuff up. And some schools understand that. So they don't, you know, they know that's what they're going to be. And that's always going to be the way. So, so trying to sign these guys because of, you know, trying to say to keep them around longer, they're going to jump ship because. Alabama's Michigan's uh, Clemson's Tennessee's the SEC the big 10 they're going to just come in there and be like yeah we can pay this guy's little contract no matter what how much you pay him because you can't afford what we can afford so you know I see it and big thing around it right now is a lot of Michigan fans are tired of John Harbaugh and he's probably outside the door you know this year and a lot of them are clamoring for Luke Fickle to come into town but Luke Fickle's an Ohio man through and through. Went to Ohio State, played at that Ohio State, coach at Ohio State. So it'd be really interesting to see if Luke Fickle would take the call if Michigan called.
2: Michigan. that that's yeah. a long talk. Yeah, it's it,
1: it's a long yeah. Harbaugh's been, it's Harbaugh's time to go. He, yeah, it team. is.
2: But that's a, that's a subject yeah. for another day. That's yeah. For. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean. So okay yeah we'll go ahead and keep moving on because i think we we're just going down a huge uh, rabbit hole with coaching extensions there we'll, we'll talk about it more on a later episode but we'll talk about the uh, buy or sell the steelers chase for prote- protection uh, perfection wow sorry the steelers chase for perfection are you buying or selling it there tyler <laughs> <laughs> and why is it the biggest sell you've ever seen
0: If Dude, you, you buy that the Steelers are okay, if you if you buy that the Steelers are really in pursuit of an undefeated season, then let me just say this: I got some oceanfront property here in Ohio that I want to sell you because <laughs> they look <laughs> they look like the most overrated Timino team I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so and I'm not even that old, so but either either way. Um, we'll, we'll use someone older's live, uh, Lil B's live, Chris's life. Let's do those, okay? I, I just don't buy it. Um, there's right. literally no way in God's green earth that they're going, you know, undefeated this year. Um, it's it's a big sell for me. Right, Chris, are you buying or selling the Steelers' Chaser for per- perfection?
2: I'm selling them. As as sell it. <laughs> Come on, the <laughs> the Steelers. Uh, uh, 10-0 and I, I, they haven't played England, you know, they haven't played yeah, like again, they played the Ravens and they played the Titans but outside of the Ravens and the Titans, they ain't not play Oh, the Browns, without Nick Chubb, sorry I I'm I'm, sorry, sorry, I'm not lying, <laughs> I'm sorry yeah
1: the somebody, the the I, I, the yeah, I'm I'm selling this. There's no way in hell. The Steelers are not the New England Patriots of yesteryear. The New uh the Pittsburgh Steelers are the most overrated 10 0 team. They are like the Green Bay Packers of last year that are winning games when they shouldn't be winning games. They struggled against mightily against. I mean, so did my Packers. I mean, they beat them by 24 points, but it should have been a bigger win against the Jacksonville Jaguars today. They also struggled against the Cowboys and barely won that game. They've struggled against the Tennessee Titans. They've struggled against the Ravens. I mean, yeah, they've got some wins against those teams, but struggled against the Broncos Struggled against the Texans struggled against the Eagles. I mean, they struggled. The only team, the only time they really looked dominant was against these crappier teams. You know the Giants—they were all over the field. Even though the Giants put up, ended up putting up some points against them, the Bengals that one week. This Pittsburgh Steelers team—sorry to tell it out there, Steelers fans—you're not winning the Super Bowl with this team. You're not that good. You're going to probably be a one and done if even win one in the playoffs this year. So I'm saying, yeah. you, you guys are going to end yeah. up. They losing. got no
2: running game. Sorry, to interrupt you. They got no running yeah. game as well.
1: They have no running game. Yeah. But that hasn't been an issue yet. You're right. They have no running game. Connor's not the answer. Anthony McFarland, Benny Snell, they're, you know, and it's a little too much. In it's, a whole,
2: it's a whole lot. It's a mindset.
1: Yeah. So, no, they're losing at least two to three games in the regular season, and then they're not going to go far in the playoffs. They have no chance on beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry. The, the Kansas City Chiefs would just wipe the floor with them. Uh. So, yeah, sell all day. Sorry about that, David, out there if you're listening. Your team's not that good. Uh, We'll keep moving on and talking about uh, coaching personnel wearing masks on the sideline. I'm going to go ahead and just jump on this one. I am selling this all day long, every day. It makes absolutely no sense to me that a coach has to wear a face mask or a face shield. They go through the same exact protocol of all the players, and yet they have to wear a face mask when you have the third, fourth, sixth string tight ends, wide receivers running backs, offensive linemen on the sideline who never see a down wearing nothing. But a coach who goes through all the same precautions has to wear a mask or will get fined by the NFL and the NCAA, you know, the players union. You can't tell me that makes sense or that's right. I, I get COVID, I get the whole thing, but they're going through the same precautions. And you see all these players who never even get a down on special teams or even when the game's a blowout wearing face masks, but a coach has to, I sell that all day long. Sorry, Tyler, what do you got on it? Buy or sell
0: coach. is not having to wear a face mask. Yeah, I'm selling too. And I can't add a whole lot more than what you did because you pretty much covered it from my perspective. I, I don't get it. Doesn't make sense to me. Probably never will. Um, I don't understand, you know, why, you know, why they're pressing these head coaches to wear masks, but, you know, you got players on the sideline who ain't, when they're all around each other anyways, they're all, you know, they're around each other every single day, you know. Uh, my thing is you, you got to make everybody wear a mask or nobody. It, it doesn't make any sense to make just the head coaches wear masks because it doesn't, you know, to me it doesn't make any kind of difference. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm definitely selling because I just, to be honest, I don't understand it. So.
1: I don't either. It makes no sense. I'm watching the you know, Sunday night football game, which Tyler's predicted so far being a shootout, it's 14-14. But you know, it makes no sense at all. And it's mm-hmm. the truth is it's not the coaches that are coming back positive most of the time. It's these players and these, you know, sometimes it's stars, don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's these third stringers, second stringers that are going out and doing stuff that they probably shouldn't be getting tested for you know, COVID. So you're going to punish the coach, but not the players who don't play. I'm with Tyler 100%. All have to wear or no have to wear. If they're going through the same precaution, it makes no sense. They all just tested negative as well. They don't play a game until they get their results back. So you know they're fine. So makes no sense to make a small portion wear it and then the other portion not. Chris, what do you have? Fire sell?
2: Yeah, I'm selling this as well. I actually thought of it have... Watching the earlier, and I'm like, that oh, is so annoying though, I do you know. They're sitting there watching, and they're not been split out. By the way, they don't find out how all this is out. Blah blah blah. They're not split out. They don't clump them in one spot. What the? Oh, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. No, yeah. I have something like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah no, and, and, and the fines that they're handing out
1: for, for not wearing the mask. is <laughs> What? That's like hundred thousand dollars, aren't they, for coaching for not wearing a mask?
2: Yeah, oh, and, and hold on here. If, if you're talking about the letters, once you take the mask, hey, you say something here? once you take something, once you take the mask off, you completely need the to the back the wearing the mask. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. it's So I
2: don't care if one time or two times. No, 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 no. It's in the air now.
1: It's five. It's a hundred thousand dollars a piece for a coach, and then the team also gets fined two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars. I, I, mean, we could sit here all day long, go down this massive rabbit hole. But you know what, I don't think. You get yes, everybody you know
2: who's
1: it? on the every okay. even. And the fans who are in the stadium have to be tested before going into the stadium. That is the precaution that the NFL is doing and these teams that are allowing know, fans. I did not know that part. Yes, fans have to be tested before they can go in. And they then they also go through the temperature check and the screening and all that. So they have to have a lot of things done before they're allowed into the games, which is well, good. Well,
2: didn't know that. that. I'm saying. Well,
1: yeah, let's, yeah, that's a whole different story for a different podcast. So we'll keep moving forward to the uh, Misfits games of the week. And the first one we're going to cover is the Titans versus the Ravens. And I know Tyler is probably loving this because Lamar Jackson is what he thought he was for Tyler. Lamar Jackson is struggling mightily. He is nothing but a runner this year. He is under 50% or around 50%, you know, completion rating. He looks awful the offense is completely you know nowhere near where they were last year in in talent I mean and they added talent Marquise Brown is not seeing the ball whatsoever their best playmaker they finally got using the J.K. Dobbins this week over Gus Edwards why that took so long is beyond me the Ravens you know I thought they were going to win this division easily but that is not the case these Ravens are now you know in the hunt for the playoffs they're not even in the playoffs right now. So they have a lot of work to do to get back into the playoffs. Uh, They could easily get swept by the Steelers because the Ravens have just mightily struggled. I mean, the only – and the Tennessee, they're still squeaking out wins. I'm not impressed by Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill has fallen apart. He's an okay quarterback. The only reason they win games is because Derrick Henry just destroys people. And makes nobody want to tackle him by the end of the game, and then Derrick Henry just you know feast at the end of the games to win games like he did today. Uh, That's all I really have for this game. Good for Tennessee for winning. I wish I could see Baltimore rebound, but I just don't see it with their offense and how bad they've been struggling lately. So Tyler, do you have anything on this game?
0: Yeah, I mean I'm not surprised by this outcome. Um, I mean I said before the year started I didn't think Baltimore would be as good as they, you know, were last year, and they haven't been. And, I mean, I'm willing to take it even further. I mean, let's just be honest about this. Lamar Jackson is an absolute trash quarterback as far as a passer goes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I mean, we, we have now almost, I mean, we're working on the third year of of seeing him, and, and, and two out of the three years he's been an absolute awful passer. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about the player alone, you can say that he's a fine player just for the fact that he can do other things, you know, running the ball. He's a threat. But if we're talking about a quarterback, I mean, he's just not good. I mean, not at all. Um, and I don't think he ever will be. Um, and, and, you know, he's holding – he's going to hold them back because any game that they don't control, he's not going to be able to come back and win it for them. Uh We've seen it before, and we continue to keep seeing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, just a little fun stat I just pulled up. And I did the math for in 31 games he has started for Baltimore. He is only averaging 1.8 touchdowns a game. He has 56 total touchdowns or 56 passing touchdowns in almost 33 games, so two and a half seasons. That's not really, uh, I, I mean, think
2: Justin Herbert might get that.
1: Yeah at, the <laughs> rate, yeah, at this rate, pretty much Justin Herbert could probably get that to this year. Lamar Jackson, I think what's going to happen with him is that the Baltimore Ravens are just going to run him down for five more, you know, until five years of his contract is up, and then just let him walk. I you can't pay a Lamar Jackson. He has not shown or proven he is worth the money, and he is a running quarterback. As soon as he gets hurt, it's going to happen. I I I'll keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it. These running back, running quarterback, who and he's, he's getting caught this year. He's not m- being the same elusive threat he was years past. Teams are figuring him out. The run He's not running as successful as he has in the past. He, he, he doesn't have a future in the NFL with his arm. You know, it's going to be all about his legs. He, something's going to happen. I don't see Baltimore giving him a massive contract. I, would, I wouldn't be shocked by year four and if even year five if Baltimore drafts a quarterback early to kind of succeed him because he's done. Tyler, what or Chris, what do you have on the game? It
2: was a good game. It was a very good game. I think that you're dismissing Brian Tannehill a little bit here. No, I'm not mistaken of him, but he has some great throws. He wants to have on some of them coming back and he didn't believe in. Yeah, Henry had that big run at the end, but he makes him. The lot uh, tight ropes to Aj Brown and and Davis and John and Smith and.
1: No, Aj Brown he, did all the work on that touchdown.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, he did, he did. He was an absolute bulldozer, but but as far as the final drive, like he, he makes it well not the final drive, but the final drive before the overtime, he, did, yeah. he makes it look. Also, you know what? I, I'm going to have to brag in here a little bit. You know, I, I hate to tell you I told you so, but I told you that, I told you that so that there are things to out. And then, you know, once you have something new and, and, and people with the and and it doesn't matter. Eventually, the defense will end up.
1: Yeah, we'll keep moving on to the saddest game of the week and probably one of the ugliest games of the week, uh, the Bengals versus the Washington football team. And we've already kind of covered it and I'll just cover it some more. You know, I hate seeing a young impressive talent like Joe Burrow go down to an ACL tear, definitely his first season. It sucks. It's not good for football. It's not good for the Bengals. Uh, But on that side note, the Bengals will not win a game rest of the year with Ryan Finley at quarterback the Bengals will have another draft pick early and they better use every single draft pick on an offensive lineman. Um, And just if now with Joe Burrow out, Joe Mixon's done for the year. I don't bring Joe Mixon back. There's no reason to bring him back. Just let him heal up and recoup for next year. The Washington football team. I hate saying that. That sounds so stupid. They have a scary front seven. They their front seven is probably the best front seven in the NFL. They just need to work on that mm. secondary, and they need uh, better offense. And I hate to say, I told you so already. I don't care they won; they beat the Bengals. Ron Rivera is not a good head coach. He is an average head coach. He's never going to be more than what he is. The, he's going to be an eight and eight, seven I'm, and nine I'm, head coach. I'm, That's nothing with this division. This division, book, I know, book.
2: but but
1: they also they have Alex Smith. They're not a, be playing in the NFL there are a seven, nine, eight, and eight team under Ron Rivera. No matter what, they'll never be a ten plus, eleven plus team with Ron Rivera. That's not the head coach Ron Rivera is. Ron Rivera is Jeff Fisher, plain and simple. Rock,
2: the Washington football team will never
1: be the ten, and, uh, eleven, and one team. The Washington football team. Very true, and definitely with nuts Dan Snyder as the owner. But,
2: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Ron Rivera is doing this. The pound of service by making them at least, mediocre. but that is that that, that, that that By the way,
1: that front right is a fucking monster. I mean, I Montez Sweat is better right now. But, but I, I don't know that that team. Yeah, that's why I was saying that they have an amazing front seven. Antonio Gibson needs to get the ball more, get JD McKissick out of the damn offense and feed the rock to Antonio Gibson. And Gibson is hands down. The, no McKissick is just whatever. Sorry that you're, you're holding back Gibson, get McKissick out of the offense on that note. Good for the football team. The team sucks. Tyler, what do you have on your Bengals Washington game?
0: Well, I mean, First, I refuse to call them the Washington football team. They're still the Redskins to me. I don't care if you like it or not, that's just the facts. But anyway, um I mean super boring game. I mean, all in all. And you know, obviously the the big takeaway from this game is the injury to Burrow. We talked about it. It sucked. Um I mean, maybe if we're looking for a a silver lining here, maybe it's that Maybe now, finally, after the Bengals have seen what happened to their quarterback, maybe they realize that, hey, it's time to get a decent offensive line around this guy because it has to be addressed. And and like you said, there's no doubt they're not winning a game this year with Finley. Um, that guy is, t- is terrible. Um, they got literally no chance to win a game the rest of the year with him. So, obviously, they're going to be picking very high again. And you know, obviously, that pick has to be used for alignment, and they need to just load up with linemen. That that's the bottom line. Um, should be a lesson, a hard lesson. Um, you know that you can't throw a quarterback out there, especially a promising one, with a a line that is as bad as that they ha- you know as they have.
1: They just need to look at the Houston Texans of yesteryear with David Carr. Is that what you want to happen to your quarterback? Because that's what the that's the future for Joe Burrow if they don't do something about that offensive line. Uh, Chris, what do you have on the Washington game and Bengal game?
2: I mean, the fact a
1: little didn't hurt like it's a, a crap like like
2: it, it was not, but uh <laughs> you no, know, there's another silver lining here is that you no. Know, but they, don't think they look, good. I mean, like, they, they looks good, and well they like. Of course, they never point as a as a point, but I'm really like. Can you the say Daniels. their defense
1: looks good against the Washington football team? Can you really
2: yeah, say that? Like, yeah, yeah,
1: have... yeah. I can say that,
2: and then I'll find some silver lining.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, you're you're a better man than I am because I'm not giving yeah, that.
2: Yeah, I'm in this uh uh the threat and there is good. The threat and there is good. Come on. But okay. anyway, a, I'm
1: not even going give them that because they played against Washington,
2: even, football was, team. even when Don World was in the game and he drove them down, you the know, that lost him said, you know had that turnover that was wild and crazy, like the thing called that in the back. Yeah.
1: The <laughs> yeah, well, that's a different topic. We'll just move on because we're wasting way too much time and we're running long today on the this game because this game shouldn't even have been talked about for 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, move, we're moving on to uh, Chris's game of the week in the Chargers versus the Jets. Justin Herbert, we've mentioned it, rookie of the rookie of the year. And at the rate he's going, he could even be talked about for MVP as a rookie. That's how well he's playing. He just plays for a crappy coach with a very crappy defense. There's no reason that the New York Jets should have put that much points up against the chargers. It was an ugly game. Uh, I'd said in the chat that if Anthony Lynn allows the New York jets to come back and win that Anthony Lynn should be fired on the spot. There's rumors that him and his whole staff will return next year. that is a massive mistake, definitely on the defensive side. I mean, I don't care if you give Lynn another year even though he doesn't deserve it but to bring bring back Russ Bradley is a complete joke, and that should just automatically take Lynn out of the running if you're gonna bring him back uh there's not much more Keenan Allen is better than what Chris wants to give him credit for because Ke- Chris likes to hate on Keenan Allen hey, I some stuff on. Yeah, he looked really good today. The whole team looked really no, good You know who else looked good? Hunter Henry. About time. Yeah, well, no. He does. He show up every now and then. Yeah, he does. He, he, that's, that's the problem with Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry could be a top five uh, tight end of the league if he showed up week in and week out. But that dude loves to only show up when he wants to show up. And it's very frustrating because he could be a really good tight end in the NFL. He is a really good tight end when he wants to be. But I have nothing. Mike a good game too. Game. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, bad yeah, that it's
2: Joe. Bad when Mike Williams has a good game, by the way.
1: Well, you know it's bad when Joe Flacco has a good game. That, just by the
2: way, the big... whole rumor. It's it's, it's it's the whole rumor that you know, Anthony Lynn coming back. That's a rumor. Oh yeah, it's that no
1: time of
2: year. No, the weather it. No,
1: it's and, just
2: and, a rumor. God damn it! That happened. You no. Know, I'm I like Anthony Lane as a
1: person. He's a great
2: guy. Yeah, he is. Just because he's a great guy doesn't make him a great guy. understand. I understand his mindset. The only problem with his mindset is he does not have the players that fit the healthy style that he wants to employ. It's almost that he's not a coach. No, yeah, he's not. He do not call plays, by the way. Yeah. He's not playing. Why? I don't but, mind that. What is that? No, I, don't, I don't mind that either. But it, it, who's really at fault here is not at It's the men of black and guys that don't fit in the Well,
1: health. that's also on the coach because the coach has a, should have a massive say on that.
2: Um, I don't think does. I really don't think that. Anyone
1: else we, think does. I, I, we don't know. I mean, I think he does because I think he has a. I mean, you saw it in Hard Knocks. He was always in the you know GMs and talking. And every time he made it, he said something, a decision was made the next day what what, what he said. So I think Lynn has a pretty good voice with the GM. Maybe, and I don't know. But, but, I, I don't get it. I just don't think – I think he has a, a certain voice and it doesn't coal lie with everybody he coaches or some people just don't respond to his coaching style. And, I mean, you can't get 53 players that like that kind of coaching style no matter no, what you do. But – the, the struggle, he's like he does in the he he's not a he's not a strategic coach. He's more of a leading coach. He's not a X's and O's coach. You know, I don't think he understands the game as much as he should as a running back of you know. But, who he wasn't playing.
2: I think
1: it was. Oh, very much so, and that's the problem. And, and that Gus. And is the the, that. No. So, I don't know. Uh, Tyler, we've let you sit there quietly for a little while. Do you have anything on this game?
0: I don't know if yeah. I fell asleep or passed yeah. out, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, look, same thing that I say every single week. It seems like, I don't know, five weeks, six weeks, whatever it's been. It's all about how good Justin Herbert is. Dude's amazing. Uh, This Chargers team's not very good, obviously. I mean, you know, the Jets were in this damn thing. So, I mean, obviously, they're not a good team, but they, they have promising quarterback, obviously. And to kind of go with what Lil B said at the beginning, you know, uh, if this team was a little bit better than what they are, I think Herbert would probably be a legit MVP candidate. But the reality is is they're a 3-7 team, and because of that, obviously, there there's no way that's happening for him. But he does have um, rookie of the Year on lockdown.
2: Yeah. Oh, also, uh, one more update Uh, for our viewers. I'm going to hit him.
1: Funny enough, I was actually just looking that up myself, good sir, because that, that is our uh, weekly rundown. Adam Gay still has a job. And at this note, seriously, Joe Douglas needs to be fired. I know we said oh, that
2: and too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the Jets are a complete joke. I mean, this is they are literally making sure they lock up that number one seed and they have to now because with Joe Burrow out and Ryan Finley in at Cincinnati, Cincinnati could run for that number one seed and Cincinnati would love that because they could trade that draft pick for the king's ransom for a team who needs a quarterback.
2: Yeah, I don't a good line. yeah, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. So it's going to be interesting to happen there with that. But we'll go ahead and All right, move let's on. Get good, oh God, yeah. So the last game of the week uh, of the misfits games of the week is my Packers versus the Indianapolis Colts. I have so much I could say about this game. What happened in the Tell second half? Is-
2: you know. Tell
1: us how you really, you yeah. What really happened in the second half is beyond me. We were obviously <laughs> the dominant better time. <laughs> we, oh, we choked. I don't even know if you can say we Our offense didn't but choke because offense were never – yeah. Our defense, our defense completely choked. Mike Petson is trash. How he – I tweeted today. It's time for Matt LaFleur to be a head coach and man up. And stop making excuses for the defense and Mike Petson. And re- cut Petson. Fire him. It's time for him to go. On third and 20. Third and 20. You're playing 20 yards deep, soft pressure. You're literally giving them so much free yards. It's ridiculous. He does this all the time. Fourth and one, third and one, fourth and two. He will literally have a five-yard cushion on all of his corners and on all of his plays. Literally giving yards away to these players. His defensive style works. And literally, he loves to run a nickel set which means he runs six corners and one linebacker and that is why we get chewed up on the run it literally was shown they even said it multiple times throughout the show or the the game oh look it's a one quarterback set bam you know one linebacker set running play running play running play when he finally threw two linebackers in we we stuffed the run a little bit but what does he do oh we're stuffing the run let me pull out my linebacker again and go back to six nickels oh and look at they're gonna we made jonathan taylor who's looked like complete trash this year, looked like a fucking all-star. It, it's time to go. We're, our defense has way too many big names and talent to be playing like they're playing. It is time to move on from Petson. Moving on from that, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. He's looking fantastic. The big note from this game, Indianapolis obviously doesn't know how to block without holding players. And no, the Packers weren't getting the calls. They were all legit, fair holding calls. In. Almost every penalty this game was fair. I don't think there was a bad penalty called. um The other big thing, it was stupid, Matt Lafleur to not use Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones on that final drive in the fourth or in the overtime. Why giving the ball to a deep threat only wide receiver on third and two is beyond me. The ball should only be in Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devonte Adams' hands. MVS should have never even been on that list. I I would have put Jamal Williams would be in front of MVS for that play. That play was a dumb play call and it ended up losing the game for us. We wasted too much time on the final drive. We should have scored. I didn't like the final play call to try to score a touchdown. There was a lot. I mean, good for the Packers for making a comeback. They should have never needed to make our defense doesn't like making plays when they're needed to be made. I mean there's just so much about this game I didn't like the Packers are not a Super Bowl contender I'll be I'll be happy at this rate of the year we'll make the playoffs our division sucks we the Cowboys just beat the Vikings which is better for us I mean we have our division probably in hand the Lions lost to the Carolina Panthers without their starting quarterback uh Chicago's on a bye so they lost because of how they're playing lately so this is our division I don't we're not going to even be a two seed we're not a one. We were, we could have been the number one seed. And at this rate with how we played, we're not going to, we're going to just win our division, have to play somebody, maybe win a game at home. And then we're done the NFC. There's not an NFC team in my eyes that are winning the playoffs this year or winning the Super Bowl. It's Kansas city's game. I've said it multiple times. I'll keep staying down it. They're the dynasty. They're going to win under Patrick Mahomes. Those are the big takeaways for my game. I mean, Kevin King is trash. He's gone. Aaron Jones is gone. We're not going to pay him after David Baccaratty. MVS needs to go. He just – all he does is make mistakes. Darius Shepard. Why we keep using Darius Shepard is beyond me. Darius Shepard, all he does when he is a big moment in the game, fumbles the ball, drops the ball, whatever. He is trash. Why he, is, and why he was put back there time after time after time again, and that game is beyond me. Our special teams coach needs to go magnanality or something like that. There's a lot of mistakes, and Matt LaFleur was outcoached by probably a better coach than Frank Wright today. So that's what I have. I could go all day long about this game with my takes. Tyler, do you have anything on the Packers, Colts?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the Packers' biggest problem for me is just their run defense is terrible. Oh, they um, can't stop a wet paper towel. Like you said, I mean, Taylor hasn't really had a really good season this year, really, so. But he comes in there and does, you know, a pretty good job against them. And, you know, that that's a big issue for, for them. Um, you know, the Packers are better than what I thought they would be this year anyways. Um, but, you know, I don't know what, you know, their problem is if they go up in the playoffs against a team that has a really good running back, or at this point, doesn't even matter. You know, is it, any team that runs the football at a decent rate, I mean, they might be in trouble. Because they just can't stop it. You know, I, I agree, you know, with Rodgers. He's definitely in the MVP conversation at the very least. Um, but, you know, their they're run defense is scary to me.
1: Yeah. One last thing, too, you know, before passing off to Chris. The underuse of Aaron Jones is beyond me. Aaron Jones, I love Jamal. Jamal's a good running back. He's not a great running back. Aaron Jones is a great running back. Aaron Jones is more explosive, makes bigger plays when needed to be made. And the underutilization in the times he was not on the field was beyond me. Like, Jamal deserves time, don't get me wrong, and deserves carries. But it should be like a 70-30 split. And today, it was like a 50-50, 60-40 Jamal, and that makes no sense. Like, I don't know why we're underutilizing Aaron Jones. Are we trying to, like, say, hey, look, he didn't play that well, even though he's scoring a touchdown almost every game he plays, so he doesn't get a massive contract? I don't get it. But Aaron Jones, Matt LaFleur needs to get Aaron Jones more involved into the games. And it just should be Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams with a throw-in of Robert Tanyan and a deep shot here and there to NBS. But that's all NBS ever should be is a deep threat. The dude's not that great of a route runner, and he has hands of steel most of the time. My brother likes – I'll give my brother at Big B some credit here. I don't know if it's credit, but he likes to compare NBS to James Jones' career path. James Jones, at the beginning of his career, all he loved to do is make a beautiful catch, hard catch, and then drop the easy wide-open catches or make fumbles like MBS does. It's a fair comp sometimes, but by this time in the career, James Jones was a lot better than what MVS is. Chris, what do you have on the game?
2: James No James Jones slander on the field.
1: I love James Jones.
2: James Jones, great guy.
1: I have James Jones autograph.
2: I know, he's a Don't this is Films. He's like one of the most underrated parts of that Super Bowl by the way. Oh, very much so. Um, no, NGN is not compared to Name Films. Big dog Come on. Yeah, at this point. In order, in order to be compared to Name Films, you good. By the way, so I understand the point of getting NBS a ball if you know that they have a good game. Like, I'm not going to come out here and lie, so thank you for you. NBS has a good game, but why, I, What is wrong? something's wrong with Aaron Jones. There has to be something wrong with him because we don't see him on the field, he's
1: disappeared. I don't know. Like, I mean, he, he he's not on the injury reports anymore. So I there's something wrong with this guy. If not, if he was uh, I honestly, I honestly think it's Matt Lafleur. Hurt. I th- I no, he's not on the injury report. He had. I mean, the Packers are legit. Like they've been the most precautious pl- team when it comes to people on injury. I, I honestly think it's Matt Lafleur trying to be too creative sometimes. And the fourth and 2 call, or when we went on a 4th down instead of kick, trying to kick the top game time field goal then, I did not like that call. You had Jamal Williams in it, Jamal could have got you the two yards. Jamal's a good power back, I'll give him that, and I like Jamal a lot, but... To do a cut, you know, a block and release, and then, air, you know, play action, that was a horrible call. I didn't like that call. I like going for it on fourth. I didn't like that call. I, I mean, I thought there was a lot of bad play calls today on offense. There was a lot, you know, nothing against NDS. I mean, he, he is what he is. That I just read a stat, in 42 games, that's his first career fumble. So, it's a shitty time for it to happen, but... And when the game's on the line and you have the chance to win the game, you give the ball to your best playmakers. MBS is only a deep threat. He is not a route running, get get him the ball deep. That ball should have went to Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones. That's then, again, Matt Matt LaFleur being too cute with the offense and trying to give the ball to somebody different because the defense wasn't expecting it. Give it to your playmakers. Plain and simple. Give it to your best players and let them make a play. I would rather lose trying to give the ball to Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones than giving it to a guy on a fake screen. Whatever. I mean, I can go all day. You
2: know what? Is, you know, the thing yeah. so is go out with the right
1: there.
2: Yeah. Uh, so you got Aaron Jones or Adams pushing the ball. Yeah. Also, fourth and okay? I
1: back up to when, uh, yeah, I know. Go ahead. I know what you're talking about. You don't need to figure it out. And okay, so
2: they got five women tones,. Five women How the hell did they convert this ride? I mean, I don't even understand why.
1: That- that's my point. We it was third and twenty. That was my point on third and twenty. Third and, third 20. and twenty, and you're pushed back 15, 16, 17 yards off the ball from the wide receivers. You're giving you know, so and, many free and, and, play. You're you're you automatically assuming they're, that they're gonna go put you the ball or kick a field goal on fourth down. That is you such know what a like
2: new They like to run that ball play. That's that that's
1: the M.O. of button. that was a that play was a wide receiver uh, a screen to the running back. Oh, it
2: was a screen. Sorry, I was thinking of wrong way. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that was a great play. And then, and then, uh, Fort LaFleur turned it out to Oh, man. Yeah. That point By right the there, Leflore LaFleur sort went to it, in fired Cutton. Cut uh, and I have to, you know, bronze right now. He's just put it in the Hall of Famers.
1: Yeah, when Joe Buck said that, I was like, ooh, Joe. Joe. Come on, buddy. Joe, Joe's He's getting the bad there. Philip Phil Rivers definitely deserves to be in that uh in that but conversation. He, what, he
2: done, he pass Dan but does that when mean anything now? No,
1: Flacco could pass Dan Marino. That stat doesn't mean anything anymore.
0: Yeah, but wow. I, I has not played. Phillip Rivers is definitely a Hall of Famer. I'm
2: I'm not saying
0: definitely. <laughs> He's gonna
2: I'm play, not saying that. He's he going to play what follows of student. He plays it, like one more year and what follows The Iron Man shooting. that's something that no no one thought was important.
1: Yeah. Well, let's uh wrap this up and get to our Monday Night Predictions. We are running really long. This is going to be almost a two-hour episode. Uh, oh, no. Before I... I did Tyler, did I get your thoughts on the game? <laughs> yes. Yeah okay I got all wrapped up into my stuff I forgot if I asked Tyler so we'll move on to Monday night predictions and then we'll wrap up the show because this is a really long episode today uh, Monday night is the Los Angeles Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I think it's gonna be a really good shootout game I mean they both I don't even know if I can say shootout because they both have really good defenses so if the defense yeah, I shows
2: up
1: yeah I mean yeah I I have Tampa Bay winning this game. I'll just go ahead and get this wrapped up from on my end, and I'll pass it off. I have Tampa Bay winning. I, it could be a really close game, or it's going to be a blowout by Tampa Bay. I wouldn't be shocked on either end. But I'm going to give Tampa Bay the win by a touchdown. Let me say, like,
0: 28-21. Tyler, what do you have? Um, I'm also picking uh, Tampa Bay to win. Um, I'll say 27-23 and a little closer of a game. Chris?
2: I'm going
1: to put
0: the
2: lens. Okay. Be yeah. a little uh, different. And I
1: think it's going to be close to uh, uh, 28 to 24. All right. Well, that's this week's episode of the All Time Misfit podcast. We greatly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, for that note, this is Little B at Brunelli Sports. Uh, Chris. Hello, at Constance
0: Tyler. Yeah, you can find me at T underscore Demit. You can find our Twitter account at 18misfitspod. And don't forget to find us on Facebook
1: at The All-Time Misfits Podcast and on iTunes, uh, like and subscribe and review. We greatly appreciate it and have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening to The All-Time Misfits Podcast.